0: Hey, beautiful people, this is Bimi Shavery, and I'm here with our very first episode under our new series, the Black Experience Matters series. And I'm super excited about this series because we're going to be able to dive deeper into the understanding of what it means to be quote unquote Black, how our experiences create our reality, and the part that our history, present, and our future play in the navigation of that. Now, I do want to say first off, no one's, no one's experiences are going to be monolithic. Nobody is going to have the same idea, the same perspective, the same experience, the same life. No one's interpretations of said life will be the same. So with that being said, please continue to have an open mind and understand that every person that you meet and every person that you encounter is not necessarily going to have the same perspectives that we are going to be sharing during this series. However, regardless to where you stand, regardless to who you are, how you were brought up and what you've seen, it is Very, very necessary for you to have a sense of empathy and also a sense of cultural uh, sympathy and cultural appreciation, right? A a way to understand the duality of the existence of being black and being a black person in America, no matter how you identify, whether you are identifying as African American, African, whether you um, identify with person of color, whether you identify as a melanated brother or sister, however you claim to identify yourself as, the point still remains the foundation and the essence of who and what we are It's very integral to our places and our positions here in society. And so I'm very excited that I am releasing this series to you guys. As I've stated in the episode before, this series is going to be slightly different than previous series. It's gonna be filled with a lot of juiciness, it's gonna be filled with a lot of different information and we are going to have some fun too. You may learn some things, we're gonna share some things and we're gonna interact with each other as we are experiencing this thing called black life together. The reasoning for me creating this series is because it is black history month, but I live black history every day. I experience black history every day. And so for me, I have grown accustomed to the world choosing to celebrate one month. I've, I've, and then discard us throughout the entire year. I've experienced this. I've seen this and I've taken note of this and that's why Black History Month to me is not something I particularly celebrate because it is for me a normality. It is something that I live. It is something that I am. It is something that I breathe. And so I don't need a month to allow myself to devil into the history of my blackness. But I do understand that that gives other people the opportunity, and it gives them the um, space to feel free to do so without judgment, without critical um, being criticized, etc., and so on. And so, for me personally, though, I feel that it's more important. I also felt it was very necessary to create Black Experiences Matter series because I, the Black Lives Matter. Um, is a very necessary staple point in the culture, but it does not identify the issues and the observations and the realities of the black experience. It doesn't really devil up everything and or enough of the things that matter the most to the people who identify as black while Black Lives Matter was a movement that was that was created and has been stigmatized, but it is a movement that was created to enforce this knowing of, of realization and saying, you know what, we matter too. It's not okay that you protect everyone but us. It's not okay that you allow these injustices to happen on a day-to-day basis while we are still here every single day coping with this reality. Now, what I do wanna say to you guys also is that despite the Black Lives Matter movement, it's still so much that is unaddressed. There's so much that we as black people are not able to discuss because it's not the right time. We can't discuss the crime in our communities because this is not the time to do so. We cannot address the prison reform and how it affects us in our communities because this is not the time. We cannot discuss losing our fathers, losing our mothers, losing our siblings to crime in our communities because this is not the time. We cannot speak about the inadequacies when it comes to pay, and when it comes to treatment and when it comes to representation because this is not the time. We cannot talk about how the politicians maximize their platforms when it is beneficial to them, but they don't give back to the very communities they are running their campaigns on. Because this is not the time. We cannot speak about the other injustices because this is not the time. Nor can we speak about the adventures of our sexuality and the uh, desires to express that because this is not the time. We cannot speak about the over-sexualization of our girls and the under-sexualization of our men nor can we speak about the inadequacies and the unfairness and the double jeopardy and the double standards when it comes to us expressing those things on either party side because this is not the time we cannot speak about domestic violence against men because this is not the time we Cannot I speak about rape against our men or women because this is not the time can I talk about child trafficking we cannot speak about our children who are left behind even though there's a whole slogan that was created in the, in the public system school system that stated no child left behind even though the only children that have been left behind have been the children of minority But this is not the time. We cannot speak about our experiences in corporate America because this is not the time. We cannot speak about the lack of diversity even though they plaster one face here, one face there and call that diversity because this is not the time. We cannot speak about microaggressions and how to handle those things because this is not the time because we are trying to unify the world. We cannot speak about health reform. We cannot speak about the love for our culture in a way that uplifts us and we can't speak about loving plant life and we can't speak about how many vegans and vegetarians really exist in the black community because this is not the time. We cannot speak about the inadequacies and the adversities that we face in fighting for the very freedoms that our family has been fighting for overseas in the military that we pay for, because this is not the time. We cannot speak about the lack of support that our veterans get in the black community or any community, but most, most importantly, the diversity or the lack of diversity in the minorities and the lack of the substance and assistance when it comes to our veterans, when they come back from fighting for the very country that we are supposed to have so much pride in because this is not the time. We cannot speak about the fact that we go into places and we have to damn near beg you for a military discount when we have sacrificed, when our veterans have sacrificed, when our families have been slaughtered for this country, but you don't even want to give them a 10% discount or something that they fought for the ability to have at the very minimum. We can't speak about that because this is not the time. And so I felt the need to talk about these things and to share my experiences and also to incorporate my very supporters, my very tribe to get their experiences so that everybody can be a part of the experience of black Whether you are black, whether you like black, whether you sleep with black men or women, whether you secretly admire us, whether you secretly want to be us, whether you are engaged in learning different literature about us, whether you've never seen a black person in your life. And this is the first time you've ever heard one speak. This is an opportunity for you to learn. This is an opportunity for you to grow. This is an opportunity for me to allow you to invest in yourself by myself using my gifts and my talents and my existence to both trigger you, stimulate you, and allow you to see the beauty of everything you don't understand while also helping you to embrace freely everything that you have already known to be beautiful in the first place. That's what this is about. This isn't about judgment. This is about being honest. This is about me standing in my truth. This is about me standing in my authenticity, but also allowing a space for people to do so as well, because we need that. We need that. This is a... Gumbo. This is gumbo for your soul. This is ability to really tap in and see without having to feel like you're overwhelmed. You can easily not be a part of it or you can choose to not listen to it now. But this is an existence that's here, whether you want it to be or not, whether you are allowing yourself to be engaged in it or not, it's here and nothing you do or say is going to erase that truth. And so that's why this was created. This is a series that is launched, that has been on me, that is launched out of love, that is launched out of true, true passion, true core existence, true understanding of self and true vow to never, Never, ever, ever disregard who I am and my truth in order for me to understand, in order for me to be prideful, in order for me to have this confidence that the world says I should have, I have to first acknowledge what it is. That means accepting the truths of my existence. That means honoring my past. That means honoring my loved ones and my family and my history and my upbringing and understanding that no, while everything may not have been perfect, everything was rich. It was rich because it was filled with substance. It was filled with this deep, deep, deep rooted ingredient called love, called passion. And that cultural gumbo is what has created the essence of everything I am. And so why would I be ashamed of that? Why would I diminish any part of that? so that you could feel better about yourself. There's something that I saw that really spoke to my soul and it's it, it's something I always say always in another form. I always say, you know, if you think I'm gonna dim my light for you, you're wrong, you know? But it's, it's it went even deeper, it's like, you know, if you think I will swallow the biggest parts of myself to make you feel better about your inadequacies, you can choke and die on the truth of knowing I will never do that. I'll never do it. I will always be everything I am despite you. And in spite of everything that you say I shouldn't be, I'm gonna be that because that is what makes me who I am. I am so rich in cultural influence and in cultural existence that nothing you do or say is going to be powerful enough to destroy it. And that's how you should feel about yourself. And so when I created this series, man, did it make me feel good. Man, did it give me this and I'm battling a, a cold. You know, I'm going through uh, going through this, you know, thing called pandemic. But in the process of me healing, it's something that triggered me to continue. Just push the gas a little deeper, Brandy. Why don't you just push the gas a little deeper? Oh, I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm going to do that. And you're going to come out of this thing. You're going to be even more excited about your existence. You're going to be even, you're going to feel even more powerful. You're going to feel even more stimulated. You're going to feel even more beautiful, even more sexy, even more empowered to be everything that you are. In this series, we are going to talk about the things that people don't want to talk about. And if you have been following me and supporting me for a very long time, you know that when I created my documentary, that was Documentary TV in 2012. The talking about things others oppose is trademarked, don't play with me. The tattoo campaign was about. Innovation. It was about breaking down barriers. It was about looking in the face of the very people who said they supported our communities and they did not even know what that consisted of. They didn't even have a clue. People who claimed to be of our communities didn't even know what our communities needed. The things that we spoke about, the things that we shared about, the things that we expressed. I took my own money. I took a team of my friends, of people who believed in my vision. And I had so many sleepless nights. I was going through my own healing and recovering and awakening process. And I tell you one damn thing, what came from that was over 40 people telling their stories in a documentary that filmed for over three months that had over four hours in edited form, edited form of material. And they talked about everything, everything that now is the norm to talk about. We talked about, we talked about police brutality, We talked about criminal reform. We talked about um, abuse in the church. We talked about LGBT communities. We talked about the misrepresentation of our culture. We talked about everything. We talked about disease. We talked about the hypocrisy when it comes to standing in the truth of who you are in your blackness. We spoke about it. We talked about it. We pushed the limits. And so many people were afraid to be a part of it because of the backlash. But the people who were a part of it after it launched, those very people who were afraid to put their name aside it or be a part of it or invest in it were the very people that still to this day try to work with me. And guess what? It's a no then, it's a no now, and it's no hate in my heart. But if you don't see the importance of speaking the truth to the power and speaking truth to our power and speaking and allowing us to be free of the bondage that we allow ourselves to be engulfed in, then I don't want you in my life then. I don't want you to be a part of my journey now and never in the future will I ever stand beside a coward. I'm still here. I'm still changing lives. I'm still investing in the people that matter the most and guess where they are. Still trying to find their way. So I'm gonna speak about the things that matter. I'm gonna speak about the importance of standing in the truth of who you are. I'm gonna speak about the truth of being all that you are despite the no's, despite what people say about you, despite the fact that people are afraid of seeing the reflection of who they are not in you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. This experience of being black has been something that is undeniably life changing, not just for those who are living it, but for those who are witnessing it. It is a powerful, powerful antidote to your existence. And this is why it is important to share it. When you talk about being from the hood, people assume that's poor. I am not a poor person. Never have I ever been poor. Being poor is a state of mind. Not having a lot of money, not being wealthy doesn't make you poor. Being poor is such a dark rooted, you know, interpretation of black life. That's why there are certain words that you automatically associate with being a black person from the hood. I'm not poor, nor have I ever been poor. I grew up very, very culturally rich. Were we rich financially? Maybe not. But I come from a very educated family. I also come from a family of hard knocks. I also come from a family who had both parents in the household. But I also had a family who fought a lot. I also had a family who taught us a lot. I also came from a family with two sets of great grandparents and one set of a bonus great grandparent. I grew up with my grandfather's grandmother. Count that up. Talk about black history. I also grew up with my my parents' grandparents. I also lived and grew up with my grandparents on both sides. Talk about cultural richness. You want to talk about the uh, deep rooted truth of being a black person? Let's talk about generation after generation after generation. Mind you, my grandparents were born in the 40s. There wasn't even a constitution that had been passed that allowed us to really be viewed as human. Couldn't even legally vote. My grandparents were born was it until 20 years after my grandparents were born that they were able to legally vote, even though they were able to go fight for this country. Let's talk about how my great grandparents were born in the 18, late 1800s, and I grew up with them. They passed in their hundreds less than 10 years ago. I'm 36 going on 37. And baby, when I tell you the lessons, the journey, the stories, the historical value, ownership. Oh, yeah. My great grandparents weren't slaves, but my grandparents picked cotton. Now count that up. My grandparent, my same grandmother who picked cotton also educated woman, raised a family, super, 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 super intellectual person, civil rights activist. She's not in your books, but she's a very prominent prominent pioneer in the civil rights movement, known in the community, known where she has walked and where she has bred and where she has bled and where she has cried tears. Uncles who have Fought, been arrested, protested, married to a German woman who disowned her family because they're racist. I have a cousin that was born from that. You want to talk about cultural potency? This is what we're talking about. We're talking about the honest interpretation and the real views from real people who live this life. It is so much more than racism. It is so much more than segregation. We are so much more than marching down the streets. And we're so much more than your water holes and your canines coming at us because you don't like us or your insecurities causing you to want to shoot us down because you're insecure about us. We are more than that. And I am using my voice to share my experience in that. And that is why I'm so excited about this series because it's not just about what everybody talks about. I don't want to talk about what everybody talks about because everybody's talking about it. I want to talk about the real. I want to talk about the block parties that we have in our communities. I want to talk about the barbecues and I want to talk about the family who don't like chicken. I want to talk about the fact that we live in a culturally impactful community where we have corner stores and we have people we know our homeless people's names we feed them we take care of them we love them we protect them we fight for them we give back to our communities we know that when we walk into certain stores people are going to love us people are going to accept us we have places that we support business-wise because we know the value that they hold in our communities we know we come from places where our teachers taught our parents me parents were taught by my teachers my aunts were taught by my teachers from from elementary up that type of culture that type of culture where you go to a school and you your your best friend is a Hispanic person but we're all in the hood together we have beautiful, beautiful people that come and teach and come and share with you. That's where I come from. My One of my mentors growing up, I was mentored by one of the most beautiful people in the entire world. And I've had some incredible mentors. But this particular woman who just so happened to be Dr. Mae Jemison, who was the first African-American astronaut sent to space, mentored by this woman. Sixth grade, me. So let me tell you guys something about Black. I didn't come from the family, other people, of, oh, I didn't see any Black people growing up, and I didn't see myself on magazines. That's all I saw. I grew up on movies, old, old movies, because my family understood the importance of making sure it wasn't something that, oh, I just need you guys to know. No, it's just, it was just a part of our life our culture, being prideful of who you are and where you are and what you're about. Looking in Jet Magazine, I love looking at the swimsuit ladies in Jet Magazine, not because I, I just love the way they looked. I couldn't wait to grow up and fill out my body that way. I thought they were so pretty. I always wanted to see who was from Dallas. In the Jet Magazine, when you go to the lady that's, that's posing in the swimsuit, had their name, their age, and the city that they're from, and the hobbies that they like to do. My grandmother still has Jet magazines to this day, still has Essence magazines to this day. Black Enterprise, have family members in Black Enterprise. Listen to me when I tell you, my aunt was a very prominent police officer in Dallas. She was killed in 1999. And she would come to our school and she would speak to the students that built the rapport with police officers and kids. We had career day. It was an honor for me at this age and this stage in my life to be able to go back to the very school that helped groom who I am. I went back to that very school for career day and spoke to a auditorium of over 300 students. I was them, but I was asked to be back, but I was once them the pride in knowing that. The pride in having that. The teachers that really took the time to learn and to teach you the way that you need to learn and be taught. The parents who have the relationships with the teachers, you have a problem with the student, you call the parent, the parent's coming up, they're gonna work out a plan to get you right. They're not gonna be up there trying to fight on the teachers because the teacher said something to their kid. No, that's not what we're about. You get in trouble at home, In the neighborhood of your mama, your daddy, your grandparents are not there. Guess what? Your neighbors are going to get on you. Your neighbors are going to chastise you. And then your parents are going to chastise you. And then your mama going to call somebody, your aunt, your uncle, your grandpa, and then they're going to chastise you. That's discipline. That's the difference in a culture. It's not about being abused. It's about having structure. It's about having a respect of authority. We were taught that at a young age. Not every child was, but all the kids that I grew up around did. All the people in my neighborhood did. And I'm from the hood. And I loved being at home. Yes, I went to high school in Duncanville, Texas. Duncanville at this time had not a lot of white, not a lot of black people. It was primarily white. I was one of the only black kids in my art class. Can you imagine in the 90s, the late 90s, that being my truth? It was. It wasn't until the late mid 2000, 2001, 2002, that it started to get primarily, primarily like, it was never like it is now. You could hardly even imagine it being all white now, but that's what it was. I come from a very diverse upbringing, a very, very, very diverse upbringing. But you know what the beauty of it is? I have experiences and I can speak about them. I've also lost a lot of people in the streets. I've also was married and my, in my who's now still one of my best friends. Prison, fighting against the prison system while having to bury your father. Pregnant, lose a kid, didn't even know I was pregnant. All during this time, only to lose one of my grandparents the very next year. I've lost friends to suicide. I've lost friends to crime. I've lost people that I love very, very much at the hands of people who look like me. So the diversity and all of that, the cultural influence and all of that, growing up and knowing that it's okay to love to listen to jazz, to, to love to listen to hip hop, but to always love, 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 love what you love. I would get up in the morning, I would go, my grandmother would go to work, I would get up and I would go and I would practice how to be professional. Now I'm 10 years old, I would literally sit at her desk, type, talk to myself, like I'm talking to someone else and regurgitate what I've heard being said in a professional way. This is how I learned how to deal with people. My teachers would give me extra papers and extra, you know, um, work that you do and you finish in class and I would go home and I would pass it out to my bears different kind of bears. And now that I'm looking back, I'm like, I never wanted the same kind of bear. I always wanted different types. And that's because it's what I saw. I saw diversity in my classroom, I saw diversity around me, and I wanted that to be what was in front of me when I talked. I would go outside, I would write on the chalkboard that we had on the wall and it write it with chalk. And I would write ABCs. I would write one, two, threes. I would talk. I also played like I was a ranger at one time. I would have my grandfather's tube belt around my hips. I grew up eating shrimp for breakfast and lobster for lunch because my dad was a head chef for over 30 something years for red lobster. Listen to me when I tell you the diversity in a person that is black It does such an injustice to raise your children in one spot where they only see them. It does such an injustice. Whenever I meet people that say they never saw a black person until they were a certain age, it just really is baffling to me. How the hell did that happen? How did you as a parent allow that to happen? When you turn on the TV, that's not all you see. What makes you think that you want to just stay in an area that looks like people like you. And I understand the comfortability, but do you understand what that does to you mentally and emotionally and spiritually as a child? Look at what it did to you. Look at your warped thinking as an adult. Now look at you. So that is the essence of growth. And that is the beauty of being able to explore and share not appropriate a culture you don't understand. And so, it's my position. It is my purpose. It is my ordained strategic divine order for me to share with you. So, what we're doing is I will be releasing episodes. And I'm pretty sure this will last throughout February up until March because it's so much. It's so much that I want to do and share. And it's just a lot. And, and I have so much support. And, in, in, you know, this is just something that's very necessary. And so as I'm doing this, we will also after I release this episode, this episode will be released. But then I'm going to have a supporting video for Instagram where I'm going to go and give you guys some some more history and talk to you a little bit and and share you some share some motivation surrounding the topic that we're speaking about now. And then on Facebook, we will go live we'll go live. I will add different people to my live. I will talk with you. I will ask you questions and let you share your experiences. So if you're interested in that part, please follow me on Facebook and, um, instagram so that we can so that we can interact in that way this is a beautiful way this is not about chastising you this is not about holding you um out in the spotlight showcasing i encourage everybody black white green purple green and yellow mixed polka dots to be a part of this because it's not just about black people even though it is about our black experience it is about showcasing the diversity and the duality of that do not get stuck where you are out of fear Because this is a safe place. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you the truth. And y'all know, y'all been around long enough to know how I am. But you also should know it's out of love. It's out of really, really, really loving you and helping you and really choosing to invest in the betterment of you. I am obligated to do that. I have to do that. And I'm not ashamed or afraid to do that. The black experience is about knowing who you are. So it's about removing your ego. It is also about understanding the importance of nurturing, nurturing our men, nurturing our women, teaching us how to do so. I come from a family of marriages, family of relationships, a family of camaraderie. My grandfather has 22 siblings, 22 siblings, 14 or 15 are still alive. You understand my grandparents are in their 80s, (laughs) the diversity. I grew up with 21 first cousins, not counting second cousins who are also like first cousins. So my family has always been very, 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 very big and fruitful and diverse, to say the least. Free to be, free to explore, free to learn, free to grow and expand. This is about facing your limitations, facing your fears, what you don't know, and sharing that, growing, understanding the the duality of self-care and knowing that self-care for everybody is not the same. It's not just self-care, it's self-maintenance, self-love. These are things that all are wrapped up into one. And people think self-care is just one thing, and it's so not being open to receiving knowledge, understanding love, wisdom, being open to the stability that you say you want, creating that foundation, but first identifying what that foundation is built on. That's what this is about. That is the beauty of our experiences. That is the beauty of our culture. And I'm super excited to share that and to hear from you. This is what this is about. Renewal This is not about choosing a month that you can regurgitate the same quotes and look at the same people and learn about the same people and still not know a damn thing about them. This is not about that. This is about truly, truly allowing yourself to be all that you are within your means and learning to be willing to expand beyond them. There's a lot of loss. There's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fragmented thoughts. There's a lot of of deception, a lot of temptation, a lot of, you know, uh, unclear spaces that lead to a lot of regret, that lead to a lot of repression, that lead to a lot of fear. But this is about releasing that. This is about stepping in the truth of who you are and walking out of that. This is about allowing yourself to balance yourself out without trying to run from your karma and ignite a justice that is not due to you. No. This is about really digging deep and understanding and investigating who you are, where you come from, and what it is that you love so much about the culture you don't understand. That is what this is about, celebrating everything that we are, celebrating everything that you love, celebrating everything that you are allowing yourself to be a part of whatever race, ethnicity, culture, or creed you identify with. This is about learning how to take action, be courageous, allowing yourself to communicate those parts of you that you're trying to learn more about and allowing yourself to have a passion for it. Getting beyond the facade sticking to the truth of your beliefs, trusting that everything is happening in divine timing and you're not allowing yourself or wanting yourself to be stuck in a space that is not truly who you are meant to be. This is about standing in the essence of all that you are, uplifting each other, supporting each other, focusing on each other, and not being afraid of what the fuck that looks like to people who do not understand. Being black is not a moment being black is an existence being black is a staple point for everything 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 okay i love you guys thank you so much for all of your support and i look so forward to this series this is episode one and it's more of an introduction but this is cultural gumbo baby here we are. We in this thing. We're going to talk about everything. We're going to share our music. We're going to share our culture. We're going to share different parts of our stuff that we're afraid of. Admitting maybe. I'm not afraid of admitting anything, honey. I am who I am. And I encourage you all to be who you are as well. This is a safe space for you to be. This is a safe space for you to exist. And I truly, truly hope That you are alone for the ride. If you're not, I understand. And I wish you the best. But for those that are, we're here. And this Black History Month is not going to be like all other Black History Months. We're Black every day. So we're going to use this month to share our experiences. To share the truth to share our perspectives. And it's not up for debate. No one can denounce what you feel in your safe place. No one can denounce how you see life in your safe space. This is not about titles. This is not about um, belonging to certain groups or belonging to a certain person. This is about being who we are, where we are, what we are, and not being afraid of that, okay? So I love you guys. This is our first episode of our Black Excellence series, our Black Experience series. And stay tuned for the accommodating, accommodating video. The accompanying video will be on Instagram. And we will be going live on Facebook to discuss more on this particular topic. I love your freaking souls. Until next time. Bye.